Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Jack and Max Barrett of Friday Beers and Almost Friday, revolutionizing today's culture through relatable content. I had the honor to sit down with Jack and Max at the Friday Beers headquarters in Venice, so make sure to check out our YouTube for that full video, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hello, and welcome to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by the Barrett brothers, Max and Jack. You guys, what's up? What up? We're in this amazing space, and first of all, I, I just walked in here and blown away. So, killer space, and thank you so much for taking the time to join, dude. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, the space is definitely coming together. Sometimes it looks like it kind of looks like shit in a little bit, <laughs> but uh, it evolves every day, and that's what like growing a business is, I guess. Like, it also looks much better on Mondays because the cleaners come, they come at 8 yeah. 15. This place is yeah. oh, trash. Right. This it weekend. was who had yeah. a huge party here? It wasn't a huge party, but Sam had some people, I had some people. Everyone knew. Yeah, everyone was partying. Dipped their toe in. Is that on Saturday or Friday? Uh, Saturday. Yeah, I saw some action. Anyways. Good action. Uh, good action. It came together. Dude, thanks for coming by. We're pumped to talk to you. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to give it like a rundown, how I typically start this out is take it back to you. Yeah, obviously, you guys are brothers. What was that like growing up with each other? Where, where did you guys grow up? What was yeah. your childhood like? Sports, etc. Yeah. I, I could give the first take. Max and I are very close in age. I'm... 21 months older than you yeah i think something like that yeah uh and max is uh we were always always very competitive growing up especially in sports max was a kid who was like better than his age group so he could like play in my age group basically uh and so i think we played like basketball baseball pretty hardcore competitive growing up and then squash which is a sport that you hit a ball against a wall and like rally with each other you know that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the most competitive thing that we ever did. And Max played, like, what do you play, two years up in the under-13 division? Yeah, it was pretty nasty at squash growing up. You were. <laughs> you were. And we would, like, when we were 12 years old, Max was just 10 and a half years old or whatever, we would, like, travel all over playing these squash tournaments. They got so competitive, my dad was like, are right, you guys, like, yeah. stop playing squash. We were always yeah, always yeah. hyper-competitive yeah. growing up. Uh, we're from Connecticut, a town called Greenwich, Connecticut. That's right. Right outside New York City. Um, and there's always been that like healthy sibling rivalry. Yeah, totally. Um, mostly in sports. It was Jack, all, it stemmed from sports. Jack was always so much smarter than me that uh-huh. I couldn't really, it wasn't worth competing in academics. I know, you got a higher SAT score, I think. I, yeah, I crushed the SAT, yeah. but in general, Jack was, is, yeah, I, still is by far tried the smartest brother. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think there was that, that friendly competition, that sibling rivalry helped us both grow, I would say. Dude, it got a little messy. At it times, got messy but... at times, and then there was a time I think we backed off of it. In high school, we played basketball together, which was a great and baseball together. Yeah, uh, I think basketball was like the greatest experience. But we won like a league championship. Uh, but what we really st- after we stopped playing sports, well, we, eventually it became like we weren't rivals. We were like working together. That's what that's yeah. what I was going to say. Is yeah. That, it stopped becoming like competing against each other, and then it started becoming like bonding. Like, yo, you're my bro. Wait, you're my brother. <laughs> and we bonded over like all of these TV shows that we have just become addicted to watching, mm. like Arrested Development, It's Always Sunny, The Office. Yeah, yeah. Com- comedy was our unifying factor. It was huge. Yeah, brought and us together. Like in college, and then like the years post college, we just would speak to each other and like quotes from TV shows. Yeah. And that was like how we related to each other. And we got really into like developing comedy ideas. So way even before we started Friday Beers, we were like 
aspiring comedy writers. Yeah. We both had jobs in like media. Max was working at an advertising agency that was working at a media production company. And we were like write comedy scripts and try to like hatch in a comedy that way, which is totally very hard to do. Let's just say that. For sure. Borderline impossible. Um, but we, we kept hacking and like the most successful swing at the bat uh, we took was this thing called Friday. I'll, I'll tell Max can, can unpack it, but it was this yeah. thing called Friday Beers. That's awesome. Yeah. Where, where did you guys both study and what were some of like the aspirations going into school? Um, Jesus. What was that like? Well, I, I could start. I uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do. You're a finance guy. Oh uh, yeah, I was. So I went to I went to Georgetown. I was a finance major. I couldn't tell you what a stock versus a bond is, so that shows how much that that worked out. But uh, yeah, I was just kind of clueless, clueless college kid. Um, the one thing I like to do is visit Jack and hang out with my friends. Had a good time. Uh, and yeah, watch comedy. I, I always kind of had that creative itch, but uh, never had the courage to actually pursue it. Yeah. And I feel like we're from a town where it is just hyper-focused on three careers, like finance, uh, law, medicine, yeah, like the, you know, the quote-unquote, quote, quote, like the, yeah, like the real careers. Or like failure. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't, you don't go back to Greenwich after college unless you're yeah. working like a six-figure job or whatever. And I definitely wasn't doing that. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I kind of... Just <laughs> fucked around in college, and when I graduated, I was like, "All right, I can't do." I had I had a finance degree, but I was like, "I don't want to work in finance." Yeah. Um. So I went to. We have an uncle who works in in advertising, and he's a famous creative director. His name is Jamie Barrett. Yeah. Shout out Jamie. He's awesome. uh. He was the one kind of proof of concept we saw in like the real world of like, oh, there's there are other careers. Yeah. Besides, uh, you know <laughs> what I just mentioned, and so after I graduated, I went to a creative advertising school in Atlanta called the creative circus. It's a real place <laughs> Did not make that name up, but, uh, like, isn't it the best advertising school around? Yeah. Creative it's, circus. it's, I mean, I think it's wow. a pretty limited competition, <laughs> but no, it, it is a great school. Um, but it was like, it was a little intimidating when all my, uh, roommates and friends from college are graduating, going to work in investment banking, going to law school, yeah. and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to the creative circus. They're like, what <laughs> the fuck? You're going to become a magician or something? It's legit. Um, so that kind of, that was like, you know, when I broke off and I was like, all right, I need to do something different, a bit more original, something that I actually cared about. And you're good um, at it too. Well, that was all right. But uh, yeah, for me, it was, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do until after I graduated. And that's when I was like, all right, I, I want to do something creative. I want to write comedy. And advertising was the most like legitimate way to do that versus yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to go to LA and you know, write spec scripts. And uh, there was at least some structure in advertising where you can get a real job, you can pay your bills. Um, so that was, yeah, that was kind of my, my evolution as a uh, directionless 20 something year old. Was that, have direction. was that for like product brands? What, what was that specifically? Yeah, it was, so I worked for um, an agency called Mullen Lowe, and the accounts I worked on were Acura, Patron, Whole Foods, uh, did some stuff like California Avocado, pretty fucking boring accounts to work on. Like, it was not, I thought I would be writing ads for, yeah. you know, like Foot Locker and, you know, Snickers and all these, like, really, the, the funny ads you see on TV, and I got stuck writing headlines for, like, the new TLX, <laughs> which... <laughs> Which was demoralizing, but also it kept me, 
you know, working on comedy outside of my job, which I, yeah. you know, in hindsight, like that is, that actually helped a lot because I, I, I didn't get complacent in my, in, at work because I was like, no, there's still other things I want to do with, with comedy writing and I wasn't satisfied in my nine to five. So, you know, kind of, you know, shout out Acura, man. Shout out Acura. Played Those are good, good spots. Do you meet Michael B. Jordan during that too? Yeah. MBJ was our, yeah. was our spokesperson for oh, Acura, man. which like no one, no one knew about because he just does the uh, the voiceover for the ads, which oh, yeah. always blew my mind. They like, got him. Let that be known. It's like, how do you not? <laughs> how do you not uh, promote the fact that MBJ is like That's your crazy. guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there, there were some cool moments. I got to go on set, and and again, it, it opened my eyes to like the the world of entertainment a bit. And we work with cool directors, and but I just the more like teases I got of that, the more I was like, oh, this is what I actually want to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that the advertising start was kind of like that. Uh, began my path into the more original creative stuff mm. we're doing now for sure I, I was like opposite end of the spectrum i was english creative writing major in college yeah i couldn't even tell you a book that we read <laughs> as english as english majors but i went and I got a job at an investment bank after college because that was like the job that everyone said you needed to get yeah and uh i got it at deutsche bank i went an internship at deutsche bank and then i did a full uh, analyst program at Deutsche Bank. It lasted like two and a half years. And the last year and a half, I was just like searching for ways to leave. Mm. And I got, I convinced, um, I shouldn't say I convinced, <laughs> but I, I, uh, scratched and clawed to get a role at the, at a media production company called Radical Media, where I did business development. Mm -hmm. And that generally turned into creative development. I started working on making like branded content, non scripted film and TV. Yeah. Uh, and that evolved in several ways into pursuing Friday beers, I guess like six or seven years later. But I, I really wow. learned everything I sort of know about the media business via Radical uh, and the founder, John Kamen, who's an awesome dude, but that was sort of how I got to that point. Totally. I'm curious on like the, the intertwining here from creative to media, where does Friday beers enter? Do you both have your day jobs? Are you still at those companies we're, we're full-time yeah. with well, friday beers so going back to like comedy being like our, our unifying factor and yeah yeah you know jack and i were on separate coasts for i don't know six years yes and but the one thing that we um we were always collaborating on was uh comedy, comedy projects comedy so we're writing sending scripts back to each other sending scripts back and forth we were doing yeah. uh i was doing sketch comedy in la while i was working in advertising uh, Jack would help, you know, write the sketches, be right. my, my it's roommates. 20, 20 something yeah. comedy. Shout out 20 something it's comedy. Like 6,000 6, or 7,000 Instagram followers. But yeah, <laughs> they are loyal, yeah. loyal followers. Um, but that was always kind of our, our shared North star. Like as we were in these, you know, industries that were ancillary to entertainment yeah. and, and real comedy, like that was one, it was paying the bills and it was, somewhat satisfying there were cool moments yeah. and like we were getting tastes of of what we wanted to do but yeah we knew um like the the side hustle quote-unquote of, of writing comedy was like we wanted that to evolve into a real-time job and and we didn't know like what that would look like you know we were pretty naive in the beginning and thinking like oh we'll just write a script sell it somebody will move buy to it. la and like you know yeah. we'll become like the make, next fairly brothers make like, millions <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that, was, that was the plan at that time it's not it's not how it works yeah. we, we found out through a lot of trial and error um but all the the, the reps we got in with writing comedy and mm -hmm. you know, writing sketches and scripts 
that formed the the uh, formed the the base for what became Friday Beers, mm. um, and the moment when well, when we started Friday Beers, it was we were kind of at this point where, uh, as we mentioned, like we were doing Twenty Seven Comedy, this this sketch group, we got like I don't know, seven thousand, eight thousand followers. This yeah. wasn't really moving the needle. Yeah, there and, was a needle. I yeah, mean, <laughs> stuff was happening, and we were like writing together and stuff. And we were getting like some meetings and like yeah, people were like, "Oh, your script's interesting," like that type of meeting. Like, uh, nothing like very, very aggressive. Yeah, very yeah. general. Yeah. Um, and then we realized at the end of 2019, 2019. Yeah, so yeah. like the summer of 2019, uh, Jack and I got together. And yeah, we were just kind of we've never really. Uh, tried to like understand social media or like it's in a strategic way. Yeah. We were just always inspired by, you know, the YouTube sketch comedy days of like good neighbor stuff and mm-hmm. mail order comedy where they would just put out, you know, five, six, seven minute long sketches on YouTube. And like, that's how they grew. Uh, but we realized, you know, in summer 2019, like the game done change. It was you know? <laughs> like, we had to do it differently and we had to kind of pay attention to like what is working on social media and, what is what was working at the time? It was early days of that. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. it was uh, just like short form content, you know, minute long content the, that is kind of the videos with the words on them. Yeah, like text tracking text on uh, video clips and um, kind of meme memifying the jokes a bit. Like that's that was like the heyday of memes. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, and so we decided to take all like the the jokes and the sketches and the characters that we've been making in like our original exactly. sketch content yeah and uh created this this uh newish form of called like found foot found footage sketch i think it created yeah. that format on ig and other platforms definitely anyone had made them like that before pioneered yeah. pioneered it and i uh yeah another benefit of working in advertising is i would um i spent a lot of time a lot, there's so much spec work that goes into uh, pitching new business and like right. cr- coming up with you know like pitch decks and sure. a lot of it requires like f- just creating like fake ads using existing footage to prove a concept. So I was very familiar with like how to how to uh, one find the clips and then put them to put a story together uh, just through you know existing footage and that really lent itself to these you know that's how these videos got made 60 second little sketches that we were making um because i i just i was so familiar with just trunk truncating things into that that size of a a video and then also being able to use the jokes and characters that we'd already been developing for hmm. five six years that was um, the benefit of having so much experience writing together is we had like sure. we finished each other's senses based on characters were creating jokes they were writing and our joke universe that's why it was called 20 something comedy is like growing up yeah and sucking at your job or hating your job missing your ex-girlfriend not knowing all these things about life but still kind of just like loving getting to friday and making it through the weekend yeah so that's where we wrote about based everything that we put in those videos mm. and that was the perfect banner was friday beers for that Wow. So yeah, yeah, it's the same philosophy you started as, like yeah. almost Friday, and evolved into almost Friday. What was that evolvement, and why did it, why did it shift? I think about this. These, well, it was your idea to make the almost put almost Fridays on pictures. I mean, they're very uh, similar idea. feelings. Yeah. Uh, and I think um, <clears throat> another 
<laughs> another big part of, of Friday Beers Almost Friday, like the whole like comedy universe is we refuse to let go of the, uh, you know, like the, the party humor that yeah. was big. And I mean, honestly, it was, it was big until like the last 10, 15 years, but like, you know, everything from Caddyshack to, yeah. you know, nineties SNL to old school and like all the uh, Apatow movies, like that era of comedy, like shaped us growing up. Yeah. And we, even though we were told so many times, like, no, no one, no one likes this anymore. No, no one's going to buy this. You got to love it. You got to pivot. Yeah. You got to find a new lane. Yeah. We are like, no, this stuff is still hilarious. Yeah. And we, we still believed in it. And we just thought, you know, we can just repackage it, remove some of the problematic parts that yeah. uh, kind of made it disappear for a decade. And people are going to feel nostalgic about it and remember like, Oh no, this is laugh out loud mm. stuff. And, um, and it proved to be true. Like that was another big part of the success early on was we were reminding people, we were using clips from all these like famous movies and shows, repurposing them in a way where we were you know, telling original stories with original characters. Um, but there's still that like ingrained nostalgia of like the, the comedy shows and movies from the past that people were like, yeah. thank, like, thank, thank God someone is, is still, these, remembers how funny these things still hit yeah, th yeah this stuff was yeah what what's that like especially in the early days when you're like stripping from movies characters legality wise was there like any backlash have you guys ever gotten we've only gotten uh cease and desist letters for putting people's uh images on merch mm. and it's like no this is my image don't put it on a t-shirt you can't sell it we'll stop selling it and we've kind yeah. of gotten away from that practice never really had any issue with backlash from content and i think it's because like everything we do is like transforming one work into another in a, yeah. in a different way like, yeah you're putting it into a video with a new meaning over it it's bookended by well, two you, different clips you, you know sure. my analogy right the one that tyler fabo hits tyler is a uh high integrity director yeah. that we work with what is it is i i uh call friday beers it's the kanye west of uh of comedy because <laughs> Kanye, Kanye's first, I don't know, three albums, he was just taking samples. He was just re reusing samples from great yeah. songs. I didn't know that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. like name 10 Kanye West songs. I guarantee they all have like iconic samples from like really, really famous pieces of work it works. that he, he didn't come up with. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's borrowing interest from, you know, really talented musicians. Doesn't yeah. get any flack for that. Friday beers is no different, baby. Take down Kanye. <laughs> take wow. it down us. Yeah, yeah. That, that's honestly how it's worked is I think, and we got, you know, now we have like a relationship with Facebook and Instagram. We have a verified account in Friday beers. Like they get the sense that we are, and we do imbue a lot of originality and creativity in these videos, like Max, especially yeah. when he edits them. Um, they are transforming like old works that people love and it's something completely new with new meaning on it. Mm. That's what, you know, that's how we've gotten to where we are. For sure. Yeah. Uh, from the outside macro view, uh, what I see Friday Beers as uh, content-wise is like very virality-driven. Like this mm -hmm. is something that consumers, they, they want to repurpose, they want to share in their stories. Like everyone I see, it's like Thursday comes, almost Friday's on their story. That's it. it what, what is the goal with the content? When you guys started making, how does that evolve? And today? Um, uh, I think the first thing that we've done really well is we've just tried to think about how everyone else feels during the week. It's like yeah. the most common average guy and girl, like how are they going through the week? They feel like shit on Sunday, a little less anxious on Monday, excited on Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, they're going through the consumption vortex. Like 
crazy stuff. Yeah. And that was, what I think, why Friday beers got really popular in the beginning is that, you know, Max, uh, Sam, our littlest brother, and I were just really trying to mimic, like, here's the regular week. Mm. We're in it together. Everyone's invited. Let's do this. And, like, that caught people's attention. Yeah, I would say a lot of yeah. virality comes through relatability. Yeah. And what we were doing, like the jokes we were making, uh, the characters we were coming up with, we're all just just mirrored what what we went through. We're like, oh yeah, this like is Josh, this is Beth, yeah. this is Jim, like saying yeah. who their friends were in our fictional group of. So people. it was it was purely just, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, art imitating life. It as, worked, as they say. Yeah, like, and that was honestly what was so fun about building the account because we had like our regular lives, and then we had this like creative world where anything can happen in Friday beers. Yeah, and people loved that, and they really sure. wrote along with it. They actually wrote along with it. We started it before, you know, the initial COVID scare was like March 2020. Yeah. And I think we started it, we started posting on Instagram videos like, like literally three years ago, November yeah. 2019. So we had like three or four months of like crazy growth. Then COVID happened. We're like, all right, is Friday Beers done? And Max, actually, I remember like quit his job and then like got his job back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we got to a point where yeah. like we were, uh, we were making enough money for yeah you to stop for, working for me to like go yeah, full we're time selling enough merch yeah yeah selling enough merch yeah. yeah and then uh i put in my two weeks and it was literally the week before the country shut down so then like i went back to my job and i was like actually please take me uh, back can i keep working here yeah. which, is, which they let him <laughs> they do did, yeah, yeah which is great but um so i held on to my full time job for a bit longer and then once we realized we kind of like but could, it, we thought it might crest, but it yeah. just kept peaking. Yeah. People were still wow. interested. I think maybe I would debate Max, like maybe even more interested when COVID hit. Yeah. Because we were calling back to memories and wishing you could go get beers with your friends and like For all sure. these amazing things that nobody had. Yeah. And that was a super incredible thing to see because we didn't know if people would continue reacting it to like they had been, but they, totally. they, they brought it in closer to their own lives. And I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it was July twenty. That was when you went full time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like I don't know, eight eight months into the account, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I went full time. Yeah, but Jack and Sam were still. We stayed till the end of. I joined full full time at the beginning of twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, and I think Sam was a little bit late, October or something. So it was all it was all very calculated risk taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we needed to make sure this was a somewhat yeah. sustainable business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it's wild. Like <laughs> January twenty twenty one doesn't seem like it's that long ago, and it's it crazy. really isn't. No, like, the last two years have been have been gone by so fast that taking that leap, like it obviously, is a huge deal. But we're still in like the really infantile stages of figuring this thing out, and yeah. that was not that long ago that we just said, "All right, we're gonna go do Friday beers full time." And now there's like, in this office, and there's like 20 people who work here. That's so wild. Like we're growing really fast, and we're also just like we're writing a lot of different styles of accounts now, and we have events, and uh, we obviously have our merch business and every, all that. So yeah, we're we're doing a lot of different things now. It's more crazy. than a meme page. We're more than <laughs> we're more than just the meme guys. But yeah, it's it's wild to see like this whole office is as you see like a, a work in progress as people are moving shit around and stuff and we're it's expanding crazy. a bit but uh we're just we added so many people because there's this huge energy and love for the the core mm. of the brand that i think yeah. you're hitting at 
I'm, I'm curious going back to like 2020 what is the daily operations look like like pumping out memes who's creating 20, is it? 2020 was, was wild yeah that, it was mainly just us three yeah. right and max is doing it was just us three. all oh, of yeah. the video editing mm. we're writing on the videos i'm doing the business stuff and like organizing the company but really i was doing that in between or like instead of my old job yeah and Max is doing this pretty much full time, like through the cracks of like whatever deal he had worked out with the advertising yeah. agencies. I was um, initially I was doing a lot of the video editing at my full time job. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just because I was a copywriter and I was like, you know, I can write ten headlines and. 10 minutes and then I'd spend the rest of my day just and editing dog shit headlines yeah. <laughs> and make videos. But when, it was all coming from your laptop, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy to think wow. that everything was just on like one hard drive. Remember you like one lost the hard drive. Yeah. I accidentally deleted May. it. Oh my God. I almost started crying. Yeah. That was uh, crazy. <laughs> but my, yeah, my daily routine, once I was full time, uh, this is during COVID. I mean, I would just, I would wake up. My desk is next, next to my bed. And I just wouldn't leave my desk for, I don't it's know, crazy 10, 12 hours. I would be drinking wow. these like Soylent drinks. I remember like, when you were on those. <laughs> I wasn't even eating. Yeah. Uh, I was just editing editing videos and drinking Huel. Huel? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard wow. of these things? No. They're like meal replacement shakes. Human fuel. Oh. Human fuel. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of that. Wow. And Max was taking on an ungodly amount of work. We got, I think like, was that through? No, that was a little bit earlier because then you came back to Connecticut and we lived together for the summer. Yeah, over COVID, but it was like mm. it was a serious grind. Like Max was, you know, putting in what editing ten hours a day. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of editing. Hours. Um, it's wild. But it got us to a point where like we we had a cadence of different posts we would do on different days, and we mm. were really I think we adhered to that schedule really well for a three man team, uh, and we were never. Besides you and I being in Connecticut for those three months, we were never in the same place, mm. which is yeah. wild. <laughs> wild. Yeah, it, initially, it was kind of like uh, we were just kind of sawed-off shotgun approach, just pumping out content yeah. somewhat randomly. I mean, we knew like Thursday, Fridays were the big days, and we had these kind of hero videos that we would make for those days. And then as we expanded you know, our programming to, so that we could be posting you know, each day of the week, yeah. we came up with new formats for... Yeah. Different style, different styles of posts, you know, um, outside just like the the montage, like meme videos. Yeah. And as that became more solidified and consistent, the workload got a lot easier to manage. Yeah. Mm. Um, but there's still, I mean, even today, like there'll still be some days where it's like, all right, we gotta make a, a video about this. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, that's what social media is, is it, constantly it, reactionary. It, it's and it's yeah. still changing. Like the yeah. platforms will not honor like a certain type of video as much as posting like a reel, you mm. know? Oh, for sure. And we're constantly tinkering and toying with like, what is it they expect to see? Yeah. What's different enough and what's going to cut through. And there's like, they go, the, the platforms go through these like shifts and what they want to show you. Yeah. So we're, we're learning a hundred percent of the time and we're always, we're always adjusting our schedule. We, we have uh, invested a lot in now like meme, or sorry, sketch content. So we have like yeah. hilarious comedians who work here and Max actually directs them and they're making all these like original videos. And mm. those that's a huge part of our programming now. And we have several accounts that are purely dedicated to sketch. And that is like, yeah. that is Friday Beers 
was always meant to be that because the videos we made at first, we called them sketches, like found footage sketches. Yeah. Now we can actually make those sketches with real people. It's crazy. So it's it's kind of come full circle yeah. in a way. Uh, but we're going to obviously continue to make the the Friday Beers videos that are like, you know, core to our brand. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. feel like you guys are like such, when you started, like a, a central spot of like socials, organic reach. Like when TikTok launched, mm-hmm. did you guys jump to that platform? No. Reels? You stayed on Instagram. We didn't know how to use TikTok. <laughs> and we tried to post some of our like traditional Friday beers videos on it and they got banned like all the time. Oh yeah. And they just got like stuck in the mud. Well yeah, uh, TikTok was uh a big influence on kind of like the sketches. En- yeah, encouraging that yeah. that evolution because it it was purely creator driven. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, there was no like meme culture there. Yeah. So we had to, you know, find <laughs> funny people that could that were aligned with our brand and like our, our sense of humor um that could take the core of you know, the ethos of the yeah. comedy and yeah. uh you know manifested in these in these sketches and and we found you know a bunch of really really funny uh comedians They're all white guys that. named will <laughs> but it's seriously like the guys we found were like so feel so lucky because yeah. they have like charisma mm. and extreme personality and they're just like amazing guys and that is something that Max and I, we, we really don't have in spades. Yeah. No. But these guys do, and they're just all, all, honestly like genuinely hilarious human beings. Yeah. And we're always on the prowl for more of those guys and, and girls to see how we can build out this network. And mm-hmm. Max is right, like the TikTok thing we didn't solve at first because it had to be a sketch solve. And then yeah. we finally got this, the right sketch guys in. And we didn't have to look. That, I mean, Max f- found him basically, but like it was an incredibly lucky like matchup to find these mm. guys early. Wow. Yeah. L- looking at uh, operations today, when like a sketch is planned, how does that get mapped out? Is it filmed here? Do, do they go off site? What does what's that look like? Uh, the greatest luxury we have with uh, these sketch comedians is that they can operate like very independently. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, when an idea is approved, you know, a ske- uh, sketch idea is approved, these guys can go out and they film it at their apartment or they film mm. at the office it doesn't require a ton of supervision so we're we can continue to do the other you know business stuff that we have to mm-hmm. um so the the sketch process is uh is pretty hands-off we we kind of trust these guys to, to run with the ideas and and uh make them great which they do pretty much all the time i think they come into work like two days and they shoot two days yeah and Got we're it. always working on different big pushes like we have a merch uh, I shouldn't say merch. We have an apparel <laughs> rebrand on Wednesday when we're having a big party here. Oh, and wow. we're going to like live stream like a sword swallower, oh, and a man. snake dancer. <laughs> and we have like Austin Powers impersonator coming in. Oh, that's sweet. We could just call him Austin Powers. He's not really a person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were making a bunch of sketches before to hype up the drop uh, that they have been getting released like the last like four or five days. Mm. And then they're going to like host the live stream. So it's like, wow. that's sort of like what they've been working on now. And then after that, they'll get into Thanksgiving and Christmas mode and putting in sketches for that. So yeah. there's always a different sort of bent to what they're working on. Totally. Yeah. Oh, uh, I should add the other part about that is like, uh, maybe we'll talk about this later on the pod, but like we, you know, we're more than Friday beers at this point now. Mm. Friday beers is our favorite account. It's like, yeah. <laughs> That and Almost Friday is who we are, but we have like started to accumulate a bunch of different uh, accounts 
devoted to like certain feelings around Friday beers. We just got this one called Only 90s Kids Know, which is about like feelings you experience like as a kid in the 90s. Yeah. This account called Entrepreneur, which is like a hustle culture spoof page. Mm. It's like just like making fun of Gary Vaynerchuk all the time. <laughs> and our sketch comedians, they make uh, content for those pages as sketches. Mm. So like they'll do um, a fake TED Talk sketch for Entrepreneur. Or they'll do a, a fake deposition sketch for this account that we run called Post Rad Problems, mm. and I think it's going to be fun to see them pop up in new ways in all these different accounts. For sure, uh, uh, looking to scale in the future, I'm curious. Do you do you see potential of like acquiring podcasters, acquiring yeah. shows? What's that look like? <sighs> well, Max is really good at discovering them. I think it's half of just like you got to have a good feed and like mm. uh, the whatever like for you Instagram or on TikTok that gets served up to you. Yeah, but. That is the key to building out a successful company is like having an eye for like, all right, this kid's really talented. He might not have blown up follower wise yet, mm. but if he can get co-posted or endorsed yeah. or gets a little more juice, like could we blow up that account and have him be a key part of it? Mm. And the kid leading color that we uh, Max discovered is a perfect example. Like he is a hilarious comedian <laughs> and Max had a great idea of like using him in an interview show. And like, he's mm. got an interview show called Liam meets people where he goes and he talks to random people at random events and the clips are absolutely hilarious. Mm. And that that is the type of person I think we're looking for and we're thinking we can uh, yeah, yeah, it, blow up a little it, bit. It, but it all, you know, always has to align with the you know, original, like Friday beers, um, the comedy and like the, the core of the brand because mm. if we are, you know, gonna collaborate with someone and show them to, the Friday beers audience, they have to, we, yeah. we got to know that like they're going to accept it and yeah. they're going to like it. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just, we don't really care about fo the following that much like how big of the following is because it's just, if it doesn't resonate with the people that we've been making content for, for the last two years, then it's just going to fall. It's not going to work. And, and Liam, and like he had like no following, like when we discovered him and now he's like really well known to a lot of people, but he didn't have any major socials. And this uh, other guy, uh, hilarious comedian will angus he had a tiktok channel that's yeah. pretty big mm. but it wasn't monstrous it, he just fit in so well to our character universe and he can play i mean he can make any character work and i think he's just got a talent that is like very hard to find we're we're looking for people like that that it's kind of it'd be very rare to find them succeed in another type of environment mm. like that for sure yeah uh looking at apparel uh, how do you guys look at building out new apparel um, do you do you try to stay culture trendy? What's that look like? All right, so the first <laughs> the first year, all we did was sell apparel. Yeah, twenty twenty, right? Yeah. How big was the page at that time? We had a million followers okay. in the first year, and now we have one point, almost one point nine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You're basically gaining like six hundred to seven hundred thousand followers a year. Wow, type of thing, which is really good. It's been a really hard to go. It's been so hard to go from one to one point nine. Mm as it has to go from zero to one million. Yeah, there is initially- Way harder. I don't, I don't know if it's, I, I assume it's part of like the algorithm and then yeah. also inevitably you will plateau and reach as big of an audience as yeah. you can, but getting to that, the first million happened in eight months. Eight months. Wow. And There's like, the next million took two years. The next million took two years and it's <laughs> also like, it's requiring so much more inventiveness on the page mm. in terms of different types of videos. It's not just like edit the same uh, always sunny video together yeah. and get likes on it. We yeah. would, I think, I remember yeah. we used to do 
20 to 25,000 followers a week. Yeah. And now, you know, a good week for us is between like seven and 11,000 followers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's right. not, the, the content isn't less fun. It's honestly funnier now. Yeah. And there's more of it. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's weird how. But the, yeah, the platform just like reacts differently to what you put out once you get yeah. a certain size. And, and to answer your question about apparel, like the first year it was literally like, you know, put my finger in the air and like Max and Sam yeah. and I trying to come up with like random funny shit. Yeah. Which worked. And a lot of the classics were just like, you know, this shirt, blue long sleeve shirt that says Friday beers and that logo with cursive across it. Mm. Or we got really famous for doing these almost Friday uh, photos that are uh, a celebrity. It says almost Friday and you just put it on a t-shirt and you sell it. Yeah. And that was essentially our entire approach for all of 2020 and all of 2021. Mm. Uh, and it's good. Like we worked with like a merch partner who has like a print on demand system. So you don't have to take inventory. If oh, someone wow. orders something, it gets sent, printed, made. So we, there's nothing that we have to pay for up front. Wow. And that's like the ultimate testing ground. Yeah. yeah. But the shirts are also like expensive to buy and make. And it's like, it's good to like make a one-off, but it's not a real business. And yeah, we had, I think a really strong brand but we wanted to own it a little bit more and we decided that we're going to like go into a drop apparel model mm. where we're just going to have big drops throughout the year designed by um, Jesse Sebastiani, who's like, he ran basically full sends apparel yeah, uh, and Nelk boys apparel. Um, and he's started his own business and he's taking on clients and Friday beers got in there early. Wow. And we've put together like a really exciting first drop. And I think this is going to be like our, our, program going forward that's awesome. like every three or four months i saw that yeah so sunday it's called correct yeah yeah sunday yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. uh what does that look like that model working with jesse is uh first of all like so organized i've yeah. never seen someone like more professional and his approach to like, designing really cool apparel and he's a fan of like all of these very popular cool brands like Brands that are like way cooler than Friday beers. <laughs> yeah. But he saw something like in our style and our vibe. And I think he's like distilled that down to putting it into putting it on clothes in a way I've never really seen. Mm. Just kind of like outside the box of what designers have come to us doing. So like we just have a relationship where he provides the designs, he provides like a lot of the services that go along with making the merchandise. Mm. We pay him and then we just kind of divvy it all up and we sell it at the end. Yeah. Is that limited access? Particularly? Yeah, and it's all based on being limited. So I think we have like this first drop. I don't know if I want to say the units amount. Yeah, yeah. But we have a, a finite amount for this drop, and uh, it's the Christmas drop, mm. and all like the it's all very custom. The you know we bought all the inventory, mm. so it's like owned by us. We don't have to pay crazy margins, and wow. uh, it's all designed to hopefully sell out within. Hopefully within a day, but at least within like a couple of days or a week or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, logistically for that, are you guys going to be housing the inventory and then shipping out from here? We we have a facility uh, here. Yeah. Awesome. And we I think it's in uh, Torrance, but yeah, it's it's all done. We own it. We don't pay like the the other versions. You work with a middleman company and they own the inventory and they charge you, so you're just getting like upsell and upsell and upsell. Yeah. So we just. We took that over and we're like, we want to own everything. We'll pay for it. And let's let's rock with like Jesse, who's an awesome designer. It's awesome. Super yeah. exciting. Uh going to some of the memes, like looking at today, the the photo images where you, you plaster almost Friday on it. Yeah. How, what's the process of that creation? Do you guys pull in uh fan requests, the team requests? What does that look like? 
I think initially it was just us gut feeling finding, finding really yeah. funny photos, which is is such a funny process. And uh, we would use this this app called InShot, mm. and this is actually a really funny story. I, I don't know if I've ever like, <laughs> said this publicly, but the the uh, the lobster font that's become iconic. Yeah. For like almost Friday, like, that was <laughs> the reason why we started using that. Was I was I started to make these photos in uh, these Photoshop's in this app called InShot, mm-hmm. and when you like go to the font tab, you can scroll from like I don't know eight or ten fonts, mm-hmm. and that was the one that just looked the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. I, just, I yeah. started using Lobster font. That's great. And now it's become like iconic. You know, wow. It's all over the internet, really. Like yeah. all of these different entities. Mm-hmm. Like, the GOP is like going to a conference <laughs> and I'll post like all Friday photos. Yeah, yeah, like, like, you know, tag us, NFL yeah. teams and NBA <laughs> wow. teams. And uh, I love that it's caught on, honestly. It's a great, I think that's like our greatest contribution to society. Yes. <laughs> the lobster yeah, font is always Friday. It's funny. Whoever, yeah. whoever, uh, came up with the lobster font owes us some respect. We, we uh, owe so, them respect, yeah, honestly, yeah. the lobster font creator. <laughs> it, so, yeah, for the first year, like it was just instinct and gut check yeah uh and then max and sam helmed it for a while and now i think sam runs it and uh he's got ways of sourcing it we do take some requests but i think the best part of the requesting is we have a a post that goes after our like famous celebrity posts Mm. and it's just of like people partying like kids partying yeah and those posts are more beautiful every week like they get crazier and the photos get better and those are collected from the universe of Friday beers and almost Friday fans. Mm. And I, I, like the one that is coming out this week is the guy shooting the yeah. bayonet during the. And also, yeah, now class. now we have you know an actual designer who yeah. can be thoughtful with. All right, where's the type placed on the photo, and like how yeah. does it make sense, um, like against the image, and you know they can add certain coloring effects and drop shadows or whatever to to make these look a lot better yeah and just lobster it was over just it. Like, i would just, yeah. like, just i would just like scroll with like the almost friday logo and like figure, that's what hit i would just like center it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um but now they're a bit more a little bit more thoughtful which yeah. i think has helped it's just and there's a lot of them every week there's like nine new almost friday celebs and nine or ten new wow. crowd ones every week it's wild yeah uh, looking at like the operations for yourselves today, like what's a typical day in the life for Jack and Max sitting in a Friday beers? Oh, that's one of the most exciting parts about uh, working. Never know here. what I'm going to do. Is that, every, yeah. day. <laughs> every day is honestly pretty different. Yeah. Um, they're the only consistency is that they are long days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, depending on the day and the week, like as Jack mentioned, we have this. This merch drop or apparel apparel, apparel relaunch. Yeah, we can't say merch. Merch uh, is no che- longer cheapens <laughs> cheapens the material. Only apparel. Um, yeah. So you know, gearing up for that. There's a lot of uh, you know photo shoots and you know sketch content we're making. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of like strategy meetings. You know, in a in a, in a very general Friday beers week. Mm. Um, it's still there's a lot of video editing and joke writing. Yeah. Um, I would say for me like. The video editing and joke writing is still occupies most most of my days. That's kind of my role here. Uh, but obviously, when you're building a business, you know we're taking meetings all the time, and mm. you know, we're trying to figure out new projects, new creators to bring on. 
traveling a lot. Uh, you know, we we started doing events. I don't know. Last June. Last June. Last May or June. Yeah. So like you know, we were on the road a bunch uh, was, with this you know, this artist DJ Press Play who we work with. So we were throwing concerts and parties. Um, so it is, yeah, it is, uh, kind of nonstop and, and, uh, each, each day is different. For sure. Um, but it keeps it fun. It keeps it exciting. Yeah. It is wild that it could change so much, but that's just like the nature of running a ever growing beast of a business. For sure. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's exciting for me. Like, yeah, I, I, uh, I tend to get up like a little earlier now, uh, because I've stopped drinking because of the stroke. I <laughs> yeah, um, a stroke. I had a stroke summer. in the summer. It's bro. not chill. I'm recovering wow. from yeah. it. And I'll just get in like 8.30 and then you just like hit some emails. And like by the time you do your third email, like somebody's coming to the office and now it's like un- the, the day is going to be like out of control in 20 minutes. Yeah. So you just try to keep it under, like keep it control, but you're ready to deal with anything. Mm. Yeah. Well, I like to conclude each episode with this. If you could share one piece of advice with an aspiring entrepreneur, creator, etc., cetera, uh, what would that be? Hmm. Reach you guys. I think I know what you're going to say. No one cares. Work harder. <laughs> That's your second one. The other one, like the, the try this or just like just. Just, yeah. Just yeah. just do it. Just You know the phrase, I, I, just yeah. do it. I got to. You, you go first. Okay. So I have three pieces of advice. Wow. <laughs> One is, as Jack just mentioned, um, just start. You'll make it perfect later. Yeah. I think a lot of people, well, it doesn't even matter what you're doing. It could be memes, comedy. It could be starting a fashion brand. It could be a clothing brand. Like, it's, There's so much time. They're so worried about it. it needs to be perfect before anyone sees it. Yeah. But in reality, like you just got to get it out there in the world, and then it'll take shape as you, you know, as you get reactions from an audience and, mm-hmm. and you can, you know, get feedback and evolve it based on, you know, how people are, are responding to it. Um, and you just got to go like, and you just start doing it. it. That's what we did with our sketch comedy. Like, we were making horrible sketches. Yeah. Six, and six even, with, even before yeah. like, with, with jobs and trying to find work that you enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, just start, start doing it, put it out in the world and you know, you'll make it, you'll make it perfect later. Um, I, I will also say the uh, I was being a bit facetious with the no nobody cares work harder, mm-hmm. but the reality is is like you can work hard. Like people, like you got to bust your ass. Yeah, like you got to really you got to make sacrifices and, and compromises with whatever it may be your social life or whatever. But there there is no replacement for really really hard work. Um, and I, I, I really believe like if you, if you work really hard, like good things happen. Yeah. Um, and then what was my, my third one was going to be, oh, it was going to be, uh, control what you can. I think, uh, you know, just focus on things that are you know, tangible that you can, act, you can control. Like, don't worry about, sure. uh, algorithms and, you know, mm-hmm. what this person's doing or that person's doing or just like really focus on what can I do to make an impact um, and, and not let the, the other noise and stress uh, affect you and affect what you're doing in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. I took three good ones, man. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just go with, I guess, the mantra I've been following is like try to do for work like what you love to do. Mm. And I tried to follow that. I follow that definitely pretty 
closely to get me to this point. But like when I was in college, investment banking seemed legit because guys who I respected were doing it. And like, that's what I wanted to do. And I got a taste of that and it turned out not to be it. And then media production, like that had to be it. And I went into another field and I kept sort of just like following like the best available path. Even when I was working in media production, I was like, there's something else to do. Yeah. And we kept going and grasping and like Friday beers happened. And I truly feel like I would never have gotten to this point ever. First of all, without my brothers. And, and second of all, if I just didn't really believe that like it's time to find something that you care about doing and you love doing. And if it doesn't work out, like there'll be something else to do, but like really sure. try to find that thing. If, yeah. If you're not somewhat passionate about yeah. what you do, it's really hard to be successful unless you're just a sociopath. Right. Yeah. And you can just like, you don't have feelings clock out from nine um, to six. <laughs> but yeah, if you're not a sociopath, then you should, find some passion in what you do because yeah. there's mm. i can't think of anyone who's super successful that isn't like inherently really really cares about yeah what you, they do you gotta have a, a a desire to get out of bed yeah and uh that's what it feels like working here um there's a lot going on i even notice we have golf balls up there <laughs> uh yeah it just like fires you up to wake up in the morning and be like we, we got a lot to do today and it's, it's like in the palm of our hands too. Yeah. Which is an awesome feeling. Like we can control our own destinies. Mm, yeah. For sure. Well, you guys, thank you so much for, I mean, having me out to the studio and then join us. Yeah. Come by on Wednesday if you'd like. We have a party to. and it's going to go at night too. So we'll Sweet. start it at like one o'clock Pacific, but I think it's going to go to like, it'll go to like 10 at night or something. Oh, man. So stop Sweet. by. Yeah. All right. If you don't mind, I'll also plug a couple of socials for, the pod as well. Plug it. We plug our own socials. Yeah. All right. Plug your own personal yeah, Instagram. Yeah. At Maxwell Reddington. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. First and foremost, gotta follow at Friday dot beers. Follow it at almost dot Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we have so many accounts to give. To yeah. Give at things dot people forget yeah, yeah. too. It's a good plug. Those uh, are the two main ones to hit up. What's like the best way to find merch? The best way to find merch is to subscribe on FridayBeers.shop. Sweet. Put your email in, uh, and then you can put your text or your, your phone number in. You will get a lot of notifications these next two days, I promise you. And yeah. hopefully some of them if, will be fun. If you, if you follow at Friday.Beers, you you'll, you'll find everything else. You get everything so, yeah. At Friday.Beers is the one to find. And and if you're listening and this is, comes out before Wednesday, come by Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.